Welcome to Holding the Fort Abroad, the podcast for expats with traveling partners. My name is Rhoda Bangater. I'm a certified coach and the author of the book Holding the Fort Abroad. In this podcast, I interview men and women who live abroad and have traveling partners so that we can all benefit from their wisdom and experience. I also invite relationship experts to apply their expertise to this topic. Today, my guest is Vivian Chiona. Vivian is the founder of Expat Nest. She's a registered psychologist with master's degrees in both child and adolescent psychology and health psychology. She was recognized in 2020 as one of the 100 most influential women in the world by Women Appreciating Women. She is bicultural with family all over the world. Vivian is familiar with the international community and inspired by its diversity. Vivian, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Rhonda. Very happy to be here and welcome to everybody who is listening to us right now. Thank you so much. Vivian, tell us a bit about your practice and who you serve. Okay, I'm the founder of Expat Nest, which is an online counseling service for experts. And we serve our clients in multiple in several languages, such as English, Spanish, Italian, Greek, Chinese, Arabic, and Portuguese website will be launched within the next two months. Uh, this is something I, have, I mentioned it for the first time, but it will be up live in about two months. Of course, our counselors are expert specialized and they speak the universal language shared by those who lead an international life. We serve global teens, parents of children of all ages, indiv- like individual adults and couples. So pretty much we can serve the whole international family. And we have started this well before the pandemic. Uh, I had the vision back in 2013 to create a comforting and empathetic environment in which experts could feel heard and understood, as well as to deal with the challenges of their expert life. Uh, This was something of novelty back then. Today, we continue to be trailblazers in the field of online counseling for internationals, and we feel blessed by how many people we have been able to support with our approach to counseling. And also, around, I want to mention some news, which yesterday I received the Crystal Trophy as an award for Expatness being the best online expat service for 2020 by Global Health and Pharma. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Congratulations to you and the whole team. Wow, that is incredible. Thank you. I was over the moon with the news, and I'm so grateful for my colleagues at Expatness, for our clients. Our com- like the, the readers of our blog, the whole community of ExpertNest, um, because it's a team effort and all of this made ExpertNest the best online counseling service. I never thought a moment like this would come. And it was such a, such a pleasure to receive the trophy yesterday. I haven't posted on social media yet. It will, it will come soon. So many news today for you, Rhonda. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So that means that anybody anywhere in the world... Mm-hmm. can go online and connect with you and then how does it work then find a therapist or have like a, an initial conversation about whatever they're struggling with yes the book a free 15 minute call uh, mm-hmm. we have a screening process I always see our clients and welcome them and then with some of them I work personally or then I link them with the right counselor for them depending on their specialization, what is the issue concerned, and also the language they speak. 
Yeah. So it's quite simple. We don't have waiting lines. We have created a system that works so we can support expats no matter where they are immediately. Because for me, that was one of the reasons I decided to start a practice as such, because I have realized there was a need, too many challenges, so many wrong diagnoses. Like, for example, I was receiving requests for people with depression when in reality they had a culture shock. And all of that made me think, okay, you know, this needs to stop. We need to have high standard counseling services. And I will do it online because that's the best way to serve everyone who needs it, no matter where they are. And also that we can travel with them no matter where they go next. Right. Because people who are globally mobile have specific pressures, stresses, experiences that maybe Mm -hmm. therapists who aren't familiar might not recognize. Is that right? Yes, yes. And actually, I was discussing this with Ruth Van Rieken, who is the author of Third Culture Kids and, you know, the founder of FIGT. Mm. And we were talking about in her experience, in my experience, we have seen so many people actually have more harm by doing their own intervention and not having someone expert specialized helping them. Uh, I told you the example of depression when in reality it was culture shock. So you can imagine what can go wrong. Wow. The intervention if the diagnosis is wrong in the first place. Yeah. One of the first books I read when I was looking at intercultural and multiculturalness was also a belonging everywhere and nowhere by Louise Bouchon, right? And that was also aimed at therapists. Indeed, a fantastic book by a great therapist. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you speak multiple languages too, right? Yes, I speak four. What do you speak? I speak English, Greek, which is my native language, French, Dutch. And uh, actually, there is a fifth one because my mom is a Syrian. A Syrian is a minority in the Middle East with no country. I understand a Syrian, but I don't speak a Syrian. Okay, okay. Well, I think there's something special about opening up your heart to someone in your own language, right? Yes, indeed. And that's why I wanted also to have a multilingual counseling service. Yeah. Because I think if you can have someone expert specialized, but also at the same time speaking the language that you feel comfortable with and that is your native one, I think it's just, that's the best combination. Um, but if we cannot find someone in your native language and we have to choose, I would go for the expert specialization though, because as I said, uh, the expert specialized counselors speak the universal language shared by those who lead an international life. For example, right. the pain of goodbyes and a variety of other challenges. Right. So you're saying it's, if you can't find a therapist, no, what? You're saying it's better to choose a, a therapist who specializes in expats than necessarily um, in your own language. Right. If you cannot have both, which is the ideal okay. combination. Okay. Okay. You kindly wrote the foreword to my book. And you mentioned um, at the time when we were were talking, you mentioned um, that you see expats in your practice that live split location or have a spouse who is away a lot. What kind of difficulties do you see experienced over and over again? Uh, First of all, I want to say I'm very glad and honored that we presented together at the Families in Global Transition Conference on this topic of split locations. And also it's a great honor to have forward your book. I love it. And I really believe in the message it has. Um, I think it will help so many people globally, and I'm so proud of you, Rhonda, and that you're stepping up as a pioneer in this field. Thank you so much. And I'm very honored that you're taking with you on this field, on this journey. Regarding the challenges, it's hard to have found someone worth holding on to. You share dreams and a life together, 
but through certain circumstances, you find yourself separated from one another uh, because of distance and miles and miles of distance, actually. Uh, this can get even more complicated if you find yourself parenting abroad. Uh, expat parenting can bring its own unique challenges, let alone when it's solo parenting. Um, so in our work, we often see challenges such as high levels of anxiety, depression, loneliness, helplessness, sadness because you may miss your partner or children misses their parent, miss mm -hmm. their parent. Also, what I see often in the topic of split locations is that uh, one of the partners develops like the psychological different mechanisms such as like detachment, okay. which can put relationship on a, on, on a strain because they use this as a survival mechanism, like as a defense mechanism. But okay. the other part thinks that, oh, there's something wrong in our relationship. And he's okay. detaching when in, in reality it has nothing to do with the relationship okay so for example the, the the partner who's the one who's working away might sort of feel seem distant and feel like they're not that interested in what's going on at home but that's because they're focusing on what they have to do is that what you're saying yes but also because detachment is one of the psychological defense mechanisms. For example, we, we see that a lot before someone moves to another country. Just before the relocation, they start detaching from their environment because that makes it easier for them to say the goodbyes or to have the transition. So it's a, it's a defense mechanism. So it can even happen in the relationship, but this has nothing to do with the relationship. It's just how someone is processing that separation because it's hard for them they put that different mechanism of detachment in order to make that whole situation easier for them. Right. That came up in quite a few interviews, actually, when I was writing my book. And even mm -hmm. now when I speak to people is before the person goes on a trip, like we had it with my husband, a few days before, sometimes up to a week before, like I would see that his brain was elsewhere. Like he, mm. he wasn't really engaging and he was, yeah, detaching. Um, exactly. And I think being aware of that can be really helpful for the couples because then they can give the person the space, but know that it's not something that they've done. Right. Not to take it personally because it exactly. has nothing to do with you. Mm. It's just a normal psychological mechanism. Mm. Uh, also on a practical level, another challenge is the time zones can be a major struggle because yeah. it makes it hard to communicate. So there are little practical things that can also be challenging Mm -hmm. or partners who live in, in split locations. Yeah, somebody, I uh, I put up a, a, a poll in the Facebook group, uh, Solo Parenting Expat Moms, and um, I said to people, you know, add challenges as you see fit, you know. And one of the moms put that she's always the bad guy as the solo parent, mm -hmm. and the, the person who's left is the hero. And then loads of other moms started clicking. Yes, that was one of their top challenges that the parent who stays is the one who's putting the pressure on the children a little bit, or at least kind of keeping the boundaries. They're keeping the boundaries. And so the children are constantly like hitting the boundaries of the parents who's staying. And mm -hmm. the parent who's gone doesn't have to keep as many boundaries. And so they're not seen as annoying, let's see. <laughs> let's see. Yes, yes, yes. I see that also very often in my work. Well, what about teens? For teens, what is it like in terms of challenges? What I see is that usually they feel lonely because they miss their parent. And mm -hmm. also in their minds, they cannot understand why their parent 
is a way yeah. because for them what matters is to have their parents close to them yeah. so it does, they don't care if they live in the biggest house or everything deep down what they want is just their parents to be around and what I see sometimes is that they can feel very angry with the parent who is far away and we work a lot in therapy about the anger okay. because you know in psychology anger is a mask emotion deep down there is pain or sadness so we right. have to work with the primary emotion right so what would you say to someone who is globally mobile and who has a partner who's away from home? And then what would you say to the partner who's the one who's away? Okay, I have lots of tips to share, Rhonda. Okay. Uh, actually, I'm going to try to answer both at the same time because I love this question and I would love to share some tips that both to, for both of them in order to strengthen their emotional connection and ease the ache of, of geographic separation. Uh, first of all, I would like to say to everyone who is listening to us right now to be comforted in knowing that the long distance living in split locations can absolutely succeed. Although it may not feel like this at times, yes, this challenge is a struggle, I understand, but it could also be the cornerstone of a, um, of a stronger relationship. So I say that because what you believe about your relationship, it can be a great indicator of how things will unfold in the future. So believe and have faith in your relationship that it can absolutely succeed. Okay, very important point. And we see it all the time. Okay, yeah. yes, there are struggles and that's what we're here for, but yeah. it can work and have faith but, in your relationship. So you're saying if you say it's not going to work, then the likelihood is it might not work. Right. If, if you're going into it like that. Okay. And I see it also with clients before they start couples counseling, or in individual counseling, when I ask this question, like, do you believe, do you have faith in your relationship that you'll make it work? Those who answer, I don't know, I'm not sure if this person is the one for me, etc. Usually you see that mm, things are not going that way. Those who answer that, I don't know how, I feel we're in a dead end, but I believe that we can make this work. They always find the solution. Okay. Very important. One way or the other. And so that's why I mentioned this as a first tip, because that's huge. Because sometimes you may feel that, okay, I'm giving up, I'm losing hope, this will never change. But it can always change if you have faith in your relationship. Okay. Both of you, of course. Another tip is to stay connected, talking on the phone, do video calls, seeing each other's faces helps a lot. And because so much can get lost in translation via text. Mm-hmm. Keep the communication line open as regularly, regularly as possible. Uh, you can communicate as much or as little because sometimes as much is not possible. Whatever you need to feel connected by, respected, by respecting each other's schedule and by taking into account time zone differences. Uh, I think it's important to manage expectations and to discuss with each other what works for the general frequency and length of time you'll spend texting, talking on phone or video chatting per day or per week. Uh, because we have to be open to modify and be flexible as life creates new and unexpected demands. Mm -hmm. And I say that because this can be a source of frustration that, oh, we have agreed to speak, let's say, for an hour per day, but then this happened and we just speak 10 minutes. Uh, that's okay. Sometimes this can happen as long as you manage expectations. Yeah. Um, another tip that I would like to give is to be honest and transparent if something feels off. And in general, to be honest and transparent on, on your thoughts and feelings uh, about your relationship and also to remind your partner what you love about them and about the relationship 
I think that's important because the other person needs to hear from you that you are committed to the relationship, if you are, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it can create, if not, if you don't communicate the message to your partner, they may feel that they have doubts, insecurities, or even jealousy. So I think the verbal assurance helps a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to put a warning before the podcast. Take mm-hmm. a pen and paper. <laughs> because there's so much good stuff in here I'm taking notes as well um thank you great great I love this topic and I know you have lots of love and passion for it as well so I'm sure uh, whoever is listening to us at least if they can get one one tip that will help them that will be useful super and reminding your partner what you like about them and how you how you're committed to your relationship I think is something that slips our mind very often because we're focused on logistics we're focused on you know think topics we need to discuss Mm. Uh, we forget to actually just have a conversation that's complimenting the other person or saying something nice to them right as most likely you would do in person when you hug them and you would say something nice you can still do the same online very, very because good yes, you can get a caught up in the business of everyday life, and then we don't mention the most important stuff. Exactly. So reaffirming the relationship. Yes, because it's normal sometimes to feel insecure. That's true, especially when mm-hmm. they're far. <laughs> yes, and or you haven't seen them for months. Yeah. Um, okay. Another tip is learn how to address important issues both remotely and in person. What I see a lot is that sometimes people see that there is an issue, but then they say, okay, it's better not to talk this over the phone. I will wait until this person comes back. And when they come back, they say, "Mm, I don't want to ruin the moment by having a difficult conversation. So at the end, they never really talk about what really bothers them. And then bigger problems can arise if you ignore little struggles. So that's why I think that's one of the most important tips to learn how to address important issues, both remotely and in person. That is a very good point. I think there is wisdom in choosing your time, mm-hmm. like not not being both exhausted, but I don't know how you get to not being both exhausted in the lifestyle that we have, but maybe doing it at a time where it, there is more energy or planning it, do you think? What would be most helpful for a difficult conversation to, to, to think about? I mean, about the planning it, I don't know, because some people can get stressed knowing that they will have a difficult conversation coming up. Uh-huh. It depends on the couple. And de- I cannot predict that for every person who is listening to us. Every com- couple is different. They have their own way of communicating. But I think it's always important to ask them, you know, is it a good time to talk right now? Okay. Just to be sure that they're available. Okay for that and also it doesn't have to be a heavy discussion you can start again about some lighter topics about how important this person is is to you and the relationship how important it is to you and then to mention that how about maybe trying to improve that and sometimes I know with my husband if we're having a difficult conversation one of us will say uh, do you know what why don't we just stop there mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll pick it up another time <laughs> yeah time out time out time out always helps um but for me what matters is whoever is listening to us right now not to ignore the elephant in the room by not finding the right time to talk about it yes because of the distance another tip that i would like to share is to surprise one another with gifts uh like i think it's beautiful to create you know uh, 
uh, like to, to use creative ways like flowers, cards, photos, letters, or if they feel sick, they can get food delivered to them as if you were there taking care of them. Okay. And I think that makes a big difference because you show you care and it's that thoughtfulness that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And especially when they're sick with the food delivery, with the food delivery, I think that's one of my most favorite surprises actually. Okay. Because you know that they like, if possible. Yeah. In general, I think creating a feeling of togetherness, trying to do things together is huge. Like it makes a, a difference in the relationship because, okay, you, you can be continents apart, but you're still a couple. Mm-hmm. You can still, for example, plan a movie date or like watch a movie at the same time over a video call, play online games, discuss news, do online shopping together or plan your next trip together. Mm-hmm. Or I love in your book, the tip that you have mentioned, Rhonda, about creating a feeling of togetherness by holding two clocks on the wall, yeah. mm-hmm. one for the time zone you're in and one for the time zone of your partner. Yes, yeah. It creates like a joint story then, joint life. Yes, I, I love that tip in your book. Well, like I mean, your book has so many... Uh, wisdom nuggets but this was one of my of my favorites thank you another tip that I would like to share is to respect the reason why you're apart oh okay (laughs) would you like to tell something about it because your reaction was like yeah there is more to this because um I was talking to a couple here that I met recently and uh you know I've done like tips for dangerous locations Mm mm-hmm and so he's in a country that is at war and she's here. And so they were both at the table. So I said, oh, guys, can I show you my my top tips and have your input? Because I've been inviting different people who have lived this to, to, to input in that. That's how I put it together. And mm-hmm. that's one of the points that she raised and that she underlined is she said, you know, we have to respect the choices of the other person and our choice and uh, support our partner and they support us. But it's exactly what you said, mm. the reason you're apart. That's very well put. Sometimes that's one of the reasons that people come to counseling for, because one of them is not clear about why they're apart or children are very upset as I said earlier about the parent who chooses to be away either mm-hmm. for family reasons financial reasons professional reasons so it's important to have clarity why this is happening right now but at the same time it's also important maybe when the time is right to create a long-term plan for merging your world yeah. for mm-hmm. example have a goal in mind because having the hope of being together in the long term can help you right at the toughest days of being apart from one another. Mm. There are two worlds that need to be one at some point. And, you know, feeling that there is a light at the end of the tunnel makes a difference, if possible, because that's not always possible. Yeah. I've often said, like, don't do like an open-ended posting. Mm. Or if it is open-ended, maybe set a time for a review because we change, they change. And then two, three, four years down the road, we might make different choices. What would you say to that? I agree. I agree. We need to be flexible. And also when there are children involved, depending on the age of, depending on the, age of the children, maybe having a long-term plan of, or a short-term plan, depending on the situation. Like, okay, when we're going to be reunited as a family could be helpful, especially for teenagers. Yeah. I think it's good to, to know that, you know, there's something that this won't be like this forever. Unless 
the circumstances are like this because in some cases you know it will be like this for years and years yeah uh, and then you have to say okay what's the best plan for our family to make this work um and especially when because i mentioned the parenting it's important to mention that there is a difference between solo parenting and single parenting because you may feel at times that okay it's the same but you are not a, a single parent you are a solo parent you don't have to take all the responsibilities on you you can share responsibilities as you would do in person of course it's not exactly the same i get that but you are not alone yeah and i love you have explored that topic a lot in your book Rhonda and i love that yeah and it's true it's often we forget to include the other parent because we're just used to getting on with it ourselves when there Mm -hmm. are plenty of things that they can be involved with and then eventually the risk is that that when the children become adults they don't have a relationship with the parent who's traveled whereas it's actually I've also met a lot of people who have adult children now and who have Mm -hmm. a great relationship with their children because even if they were physically absent they were emotionally present and they've developed they intentionally developed that relationship with their children Mm -hmm. the other thing I was gonna to say was um you know when you know the reason that you're apart it's it's easier to explain or at least to withstand the family the extended family or the people around you who are questioning it and who Mm. think you're completely crazy for doing it but if if you and your partner have decided and you know why you're doing it it's more like viewed as a family project I think it helps when it gets difficult and it also helps when people question and say, why are you guys doing it? You know, and, but you have good reasons. Yes. And also, I, oh, I love this point, Rhonda, because also sometimes the couple can get even more pressure because their extended family or friends may think that something is not going well in the relationship. And that's why they're making this choice right now. Yes. And then you feel you have to justify the whole decision um so yeah you can be great in your relationship but still making this choice for various reasons exactly and I think that's part of the work that I want to do is is telling people hey you know this isn't crazy the other families do it and it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that you don't love each other it's just there are some good reasons sometimes and the top reasons are you know, children's education, the, the career of the of the two people, being able to do dual careers, being closer to an elderly parent, security in the country. So, so there are good reasons. Yes, absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Another tip I would like to share is that to learn to enjoy now when you're yeah. together and also to enjoy the benefits of the long distance, because this could also be an opportunity, you know, for your relationship. For example, when your partner is not there, you have more time to spend with family and friends. And when you're together, you know, it has that excitement of we're back together again. And we need to enjoy now because sometimes you forget to enjoy now because you're thinking, OK, they will go back again. And sometimes people focus, oh, but we have to have another goodbye in a couple of days or in a couple of weeks. But then we forget to enjoy now. And that's the most important because that's all we have. You're so right. And lastly, my favorite tip from your book, and I have mentioned that when I forward your book, and I keep saying that to you when we speak, the two of us, about when you miss your partner or when your child is missing their parent, just connect with them heart to heart by pulling that invisible rope. That connects heart to heart. Yes, it's such a lovely image, isn't it? Of mm-hmm. being connected. How did you come up with that tip in your book, Rhonda? Because that's my favorite. Yeah, it's one of the mums. When I was researching for the book, 
I asked uh, some of the moms that I knew to, to share some tips about how they foster the relationship between the, the traveling parent and the children. And one of the moms put that in, in one of the lists that she sent. Yeah, wonderful, yeah. wonderful yeah. tip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, someone else the other day, they said that the partner has a, has a teddy bear and then the child has a teddy bear. And so when the traveling partner's traveling, they each have the same teddy bear. And when they see each other on Zoom or WhatsApp, they kind of hug their, their teddy bear and stuff. So there, there's ways of, there's ways of, of connecting. Yes, or when the parent travels, you know, globally to take photos of the teddy bear. Exactly. Wherever they travel and they send the photos to their kids, that also helps. Yes. Hmm. So how, how can a therapist help this lifestyle? I mean, you've, you've shared a lot of tips and it's they're informed um, by both what you know of the lifestyle and what you've experienced, but also from uh, your professional background and your training, which I think is, is beautiful because you know how emotions work, you know how relationships, you know, um, behaviors, you know about behaviors and choices. So at one point, would you advise someone to contact a therapist and how can a one-on-one help someone more i think you know some of the signs are the challenges i mentioned earlier like when you feel high levels of anxiety uh, or depressive stress or loneliness sadness or when you feel that something is not right like you know yourself best so when you, you know when something feels off um it doesn't have to become a bigger issue to reach out for help like the sooner you intervene the better of course we can help you at any stage either it's a small issue or a big one And we can help with individual counseling or couples counseling, because in some cases, couples counseling could also be a good way forward for the couple living in split locations. Yeah. I mean, I've shared about 10 tips right now. I could share much more, Uh, but above all, I think what is important is to offer them a safe place to talk uh, either individual or couples counseling. Um, And especially because we offer exclusively online counseling, we can help no matter where they are and the time zones they are. We can travel with them regardless of their location and we can help them with a variety of all these topics. One of the things that I also love in the intervention we make is when we identify what's their love language, because that's important to understand how you show love and how you want to receive love. And especially when distance is involved, this can get more complicated. So I think it's very important to know, okay, that's my love language, language, that's how I want to be loved. And can you please do this and that for me? And above all, help them with the communication. But I think individual counseling, having the safe place and also finding solution to whatever the issue is, the combination of both is very important. Mm. Uh, But also someone who understands you. Because uh, this lifestyle can also be complicated. And someone who is not specialized in that, they may simply not fully get it. Yeah. Yes. Also, I mean, I know I reached out to a therapist a few years ago because I wanted to understand what was going on and what was going on with the children and how I could help them and understand uh, some of their behaviors. And I needed a place to download safely without because if you say it to a friend then maybe it might leak or they might start viewing your hot partner in a different way or it's uncomfortable you know you're saying private things but if you say it to a therapist I think then you know the 
conversation is confidential. It's not going to be anywhere else. And I think sometimes talking as well helps to get it out, right? Mm-hmm. To get of it, course, the weight of course. off your shoulders. Definitely. And also think of partners who live in small need communities. Pretty much the only people around them are their colleagues. Um, for example, if you're on a missionary field, etc. Like it's not easy to talk about these problems with your colleagues at the same time, because there are also these boundaries between personal and professional life. Um, that's just one example. So having someone who is neutral, who can be there with good intentions to help you and specialize with their knowledge and their experience to help you, it can be a great help. And it doesn't have to be this way. You know, the way you feel right now doesn't have to be this way. There are so many things we can do wow. to change it for the better. Wow. So sometimes you don't need to change your circumstances, right, to feel better? Not always. Depends on the, on the issue involved, but not always. Sometimes you just have to accept the circumstances and get the most out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because you cannot change them. Yeah. And not everything is controlled by us. I think one of the most important skills in life is to know what we can control and what we cannot control. Yeah. Because we can waste a lot of energy by focusing on what we cannot control and then we end up feeling overwhelmed. Mm. Whereas if you focus on what you can control, you get empowered that this can change and we go to the energy. Yes. And we go to the action level. Yes. We just leave you shift we shift the focus from the energy to the action and we do something about it. And yes. this is where we start feeling better because the solution always lies in taking action. Right. I love it. I think that's a brilliant place to uh, <laughs> to, to, to conclude. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Yeah, that they're not alone. You're not alone if you're listening to us right now. There's so many people that can help you, so many resources available to you out there. We understand you. And remember that love knows no borders. You are blessed to have a partner that loves you and you love them and you have shared a life together and dreams together about your future. Yes, it's the distance that can complicate things, but this doesn't change the fact that you're blessed to have your person in life that you have chosen to build your life with. Yes, that's brilliant. It's beautiful. Thank you so much, Vivian, for sharing so much. And, um, One last question that I ask all my guests is um, a favorite resource that has been useful in your life that you could share with listeners. It doesn't have to be on this topic. It could just be a life topic or something that you found useful. Okay. Uh, I will mention a little bit more than one, if that's okay, Rhonda. I love your book. I would highly recommend your book (laughs) as a go-to resource when it comes to this topic. It's a wonderful book. And I know your website is coming up, so I'm sure it's going to be full of, of resources. There's such a wealth in that. You're a pioneer in this field and well done. Thank you. Another favorite resource for me is the Family is a Global Transition. I love this organization. I have served it in, as a board member for years. Uh, I love Ruth Van Regen, who is one of the founders of it, the author of the Third Culture Kids book. Uh, so definitely that will be another one. The Tandem Nomads podcast by Amal Garagui uh, and the Expat Happy Hour by Sunday Bean. Yeah. Now it's now renamed to In Transit podcast. Yeah. But that's one of my favorite as well. And of course, I would like to mention the Expat Nest blog, which is full of free resources for, for, our, for our community. Yeah. 
So it's www.expatnest.com. Yes, and we have a blog there with 10 different categories for people to read different articles on the topics, etc. Super. Thank you so much, Vivian. Thank you for your encouragement throughout these years as I've been working on this as well. Thank you for your availability to do this podcast, but also present at FIGT with me and also at different moments uh, to encourage. And when I launched my books and all that, I know you're very, very busy and I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for the nuggets of wisdom that you shared with us today. And to all who've listened to this episode, thank you so much. I hope that it has been helpful and encouraging for you. Please share it in your communities and with your friends. Thank you so much to everyone. And thank you so much, Rhonda.